0: You know, in Proverbs 4 7, Solomon wrote that wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and with all thy getting, I love the way the King James says that. With all thy getting, get wisdom for understanding of his word and his character and his love for us. Praise the Lord. And that's exactly what I pray that we will get today from the word of the Lord, wisdom and understanding. This week as I was in prayer, the Lord put this passage of scripture in my spirit. And as I read it, with tears streaming down my face, there's a song based on this passage of scripture. If you will turn to Psalm 193 and we're going to read the entire Psalm. I promise you it won't take but just a few minutes and then I'm gonna tell you a brief story. Here it is. And if you don't mind, I'm gonna read it out of the Message Bible. I'm sorry, the New Living Translation. Sorry, New Living, I I pulled a fast one on you this morning. Uh, The New Living Translation, Psalm 139. How many of you believe that God knew who would be here this morning when he gave me this scripture uh, passage? Yes, he did. And how many of you know that God searches the heart? Yes, he does. This says, oh Lord, you have examined my heart. Not that I've searched for you, but that you have searched for me. And you know everything about me. You know when I sit down or when I stand up. You know my thoughts, even when I'm far away. You see me when I travel and when I rest at home. You know everything I do. You know what I am going to say, even before I say it, Lord. You go before me and you follow me And your place, you place your hand of blessing upon my head. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great for me to understand. I can never escape from your presence. I can never get away from your presence. If I go up to heaven, you are there. And if I go down to the grave, you are there. If I ride the wings of the morning and if I dwell by the farthest oceans, even there your hand will guide me and your strength will support me. I could ask the darkness to hide me and the light around me to become night, but even in darkness I cannot hide from you. To you the night shines as bright as the day darkness and light are the same to you. You made all the delicate innermost parts of my body and you knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Some of us might be a little more complex than others, but thank the Lord. For your workmanship is marvelous and how well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion. As I was woven together in the darkness of my mother's womb, you saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. Think about that. The Lord knew the steps you would take before you were born how precious are your thoughts about me O oh god they cannot be numbered i can't even count them they outnumber the grains of sand and when i wake up you are still with me oh god if only you would destroy the wicked can't we relate to this get out of my life you murderers they blaspheme you. Your enemies misuse your name. O oh Lord, shouldn't I hate those who hate you? Shouldn't I despise those who oppose you? Yes, I hate them with total hatred. For your enemies are my enemies. And verses 23 and 24, "Search me, O oh God. Now, in verse 1, he said, you've already searched me. You already know my heart. But here David's saying, search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. Of course, the beautiful hymn that we've sang for many years, Cleanse Me, was written based on this scripture. And it has quite a unique story behind it, and I'm going to tell you that this morning. It was written by a man named J. Edwin Orr. He was born on January 12, 1912, in Belfast, Ireland, of an American father and a British mother. His education, listen to this, his education includes earned doctorates from universities in four countries, Europe, Asia, Africa, and America, and they include a doctorate of philosophy from Oxford University and a doctorate of education from UCLA. Smart guy. Dr. Orr also served as the chaplain in the United States Air Force in the Pacific from 1943 to 1946. And since the war, uh, Dr. and Mrs. Orr resided in California. In his extensive travels, Dr. Orr visited 150 countries, including the Soviet Union, and he has been in more than two-thirds of the world's 600 major cities preaching and witnessing for the Lord. Despite these numerous lifelong achievements and accomplishments, Dr. Orr will no doubt be best remembered as the author of a simple, yet one of the most beautiful and challenging revival songs of all time. Dr. Orr recalls that he wrote the song Cleanse Me in 1936 following a great inspirational and intense move of the Holy Spirit at the Easter Revival Convention Center, and this is a hard word to pronounce, in Ingarua, Wahia, and that's all one word, New Zealand. Dr. Orr writes that as he was leaving New Zealand following this amazing revival and move of the Holy Spirit, four Maori girls approached him. These are the indigenous people of New Zealand, M-A-O-R-I, and most of the people I heard pronounce it Maori. The R sounds like a D, I can't quite uh, pull that one off, but four Maori girls approached him and sang the most beautiful song he'd ever heard, the Song of Farewell. And in New Zealand, in their tongue, it was called Po Atu Rao. In Dr. Orr's account of the revival There are many, many outstanding miracles God performed. Frankly, just getting him to New Zealand to evangelize the Maori people was a huge miracle and a great testimony in itself. For instance, he knew no one in the country of New Zealand before going there. But when he arrived, he was met by an aunt and uncle whom he had not seen nor heard from since he was one year old. Yet God placed them at the seaport at the very moment of his arrival, and they served as his escort through the country during his stay. He recounts how many, many souls were saved during this revival. Certainly in the thousands, and particularly among many, many young men, revivals that included all-night prayer meetings. Been a long time, hasn't it? Simply because the attendees couldn't find a place to stop worshiping the Lord, many gave testimonies of how God had freed them from their sin and the bondages of all sorts and set them completely free. It was the greatest revival that the country of New Zealand had ever seen, and it all started with the Maori people, the indigenous people of the country. The recount of the revival sounded familiar to me from when I was a little girl. It included visiting preachers. I could probably name them now, and you would know the names. Many songs of praise and worship, including, and I thought this was very funny, clapping and raising of hands, because that was really radical <laughs> in the time, very foreign to the, to the people. Crying tears of remorse over sin and exuberant joy over being set free all at the same time, and then seeing the unmistakable transformation on the faces of those who had come to Christ. The time came for Dr. Orr to leave New Zealand because he had an, another appointment and he was definitely going to be late, as he was, for this new appointment because he couldn't find a place to pull away from the New Zealand revival. People just kept pulling at him come to my tent because they were in a big campground convention center sort sort of thing, and all of the people wanted him to come to their tent. He said it was so hard because people just flooded to the altars and stayed up all night worshiping God. There was no way to just turn it off. And at the last minute, just before he finally walked out, he had said his goodbyes, These tiny little four teenage Maori girls came up to him and in their beautiful language offered to him this song of farewell and he was so greatly touched by them. As a musician himself, Dr. Orr filed the tune away in his mind and shortly thereafter, God gave him the words to this beautiful impactful song this song has been used as a call to repentance ever since in many countries as it tells the story through each verse from sinner to saint i've always loved this song i've played it many times as an invitational and i have seen many times i've seen in the songbook if you Uh, If you want to look there, you'll find it. It says, uh, Maori folk melody. He didn't write the melody, but he wrote the words that God gave him. In this song, you can see yourself at any given time and actually switch back and forth between the verses. whether needing forgiveness or being thankful for forgiveness in verse 2. Or in verse 3, pouring out our hearts to God in total submission. Or in verse 4, recognizing the need for the Holy Spirit to revive our hearts. Once again, it brings us closer to the heart of God. That pretty much covers it all. A song that tells the whole story, a complete picture of the journey of a child of God. If you will, and I forgot to write down <laughs> the page number. I know it's in the beginning of the book. If someone wants to 48. look. 48, thank you. If, someone, if you want to turn to page 48 in your hymnal, we're going to sing this song as David did. Search me, O God, and know my heart today. As I've said so many times over the last year and a half, it's not about what we say or what we don't say. Our talents or our gifts, as long as we're lifting up the name of Jesus or we're calling out to him with a need, he hears us, he knows us. He goes before us and behind us and he puts his hand on our head. Thank you, Jesus. I'm gonna go to the piano. presence, Lord, that you can speak to hearts. Lord, it's when we're quiet and we're still before you that you can speak to us, Lord. It's not always in the whirlwind, but it's in the still, small voice, and we don't want to miss it, Lord. We don't want to miss it. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. All minds clear, then you may be dismissed in the care of the love of the Lord.